0: The following is a presentation of the Bell Sports Media Network.
1: Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and start FC. Insert Name FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, a member of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. And you can also catch us on Spotify, YouTube, and of course, Gold CV, the Hulu of soccer content. Joining me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show. Can't see his face, but you can see the beautiful Insert Name FC logo on him, Eric Robles.
2: Hey, what's up, guys?
1: Yeah, man. So, um, Avenged Sevenfold was literally everything that I ever wanted in a, in a, in a concert.
0: <laughs> Is it everything that you ever wanted and more
1: dude? I was, it was, it was just, it was euphoric. Like it was like literally the best thing to like, like it, it's funny. Cause I actually had to do, I had to do like an installment plan to get the tickets. Cause like, I was like, I'm going to get the VIP ticket. Like, you know, Oh, nice. So which I I will say uh the, if I had to say one thing about the about the the the, the whole concert of itself of itself, um the VIP, is it's 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 all right. I wouldn't say it's like the best thing, but like it was cool. Um, I mean, so the benefits of being in the VIP is obviously you. So they put it, they let us go into this room It had like, you know, like bass and guitars used from from the band. Would've been cool. There was like Rev's drum set or something that would've been pretty nice, uh, but I can also see how that could be a big liability. Um, but and then they had like you know these like little ornaments and things that Avenged Sevenfold. They had like their their uh, albums, you know, like pla like placards and stuff like that. Um, you know, like all like some of the awards that Avenged Sevenfold has accomplished over the years. So that was pretty cool. Um, so I mean, it was cool, but I'm just like it's kind of like that's it you know what i mean um but then obviously you also got like access to another to like so you didn't have to go outside to go to like the 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 merchandise store you could you can just go in in there and you had like your own private merchandise store um and then i mean the the bar was also nice to have but but yeah aside from that like i wouldn't have said yeah like it now now knowing what i know now i probably wouldn't have gotten that vip ticket Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I mean, still, it was worth it. It was cool. It was a cool experience. Uh, great show. Uh, Falling in Reverse was awesome. I, I've I've listened to a few of their songs. I've never saw them live. That was, yeah, he, the dude puts on a good show. Like, overall, eventually, we'll a great show. I was super happy to to experience that concert. And I met some really cool people. So.
2: That's good, bro. Sounds yeah. like you had
1: fun. Yep, lots and lots of fun. Um, I, I'm going to think about that instead of not thinking about the Astros who are currently down to, to nothing in their series with the Rangers and the LCS. So, oh, so, man. Uh, Bro, the they were catching up, drops, though.
0: At the bottom, at the, at the bottom of the eighth, like they were
1: catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Your Don hits a freaking home run off of Chapman. And I was like, oh man, this is it. And, and yeah, no. Um, uh, so they ended up losing 5-4 to, uh, which obviously you guys know we record on Monday. So we, they lost 5-4 on Monday. Uh. Oh, man and uh so we'll see they're going to arlington now to go play three games or, or may, possibly three games and who, who, <laughs> who knows who knows who, who knows what could happen so so hope maybe when the, when this episode drops maybe same thing like happened last time I and mean, the astros lost next thing you know they, they they end up winning that series anyways so we'll see what happens man but um uh, i mean what the astros are doing obviously is like crazy not many baseball teams can can say they, they accomplished what the astros are doing which is Seven straight seasons to make it to the semifinal or better—that's uh, yeah. honestly pretty crazy when you're talking about a 162 game season. But, um, but yeah, uh, but so it's like right now it's super exciting in Houston right now because the Dynamo are, are going to the playoffs. Uh, obviously, the Astros are in the playoffs. Maybe it's not exciting right now. Uh, the Texans are are looking amazing. <laughs> um, you know, because now they have the now they have a quarterback that's not a not a deviant, so yeah, that's great, um, but yeah, so it's really cool, uh, but aside from that, dude, uh, Avengers Level was awesome. Edward, did you do anything cool this past weekend? Uh,
0: Well, I went to, well, this made me feel old, and when I say it, it makes me feel old, but I went to my niece's wedding because we all know that Hector has two young nieces. I have a niece who apparently is in her 20-somethings, and she just got married, Nice guy. Um, what I noticed, though, since because of where they're from, it's a small town. It's in it's in Bastrop and everything. So you know they're like country, and I don't want to say country country, but like even the Hispanics over there are very country. So like the whole thing, it was like very Mexicanish, countryish, and literally, I think. Are they we talking about like, pointy
1: boots, or we talking about like the 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 square no no types? country like square toes and okay you know like yeah
0: square toes and and to the point where i was talking to people in spanish and they're like oh they're like i don't know what you're talking about and i'm like, oh
1: man we're talking about like (laughs) fifth generation (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and then and then even the even the the pastor bro like the pastor looked like he was he was of uh i want to say maybe 50s, 60s homeboy was wearing blue jeans at the at the reception or not the reception but at the actual wedding he was wearing his his vest and everything but he was wearing blue jeans and boots and I was like okay
1: that's pretty like, texas right, that's what I'm saying that's pretty so, texas so yeah i mean we it'd, don't it'd we don't cool. shame cool. we don't we don't shame the 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 the, 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 the super into americanized generations of of latin people you're still hispanic obviously we don't we, we, don't, we don't we're not going to judge your hispanicness but it as is, long uh, as you don't
0: come, as long as you don't come out to me and say, "Oh, you can't call me Hispanic. I'm Latinx,"
1: because I'll be like, "Why?" Like,
0: yeah, Latinx, say...
1: Latinx. I I I. So far, all the people I've met, I've never met a single person that says, "Refer me as Latinx." So yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I think also like the but aside from that, like the thing that the that I think people don't understand, especially when you have like generation on generation of like people mm-hmm. that live here in the US like you do become more Americanized. I mean, me and Edward are first generations. Like we're the first born here in the US from from our family. And so like it's a little different cuz obviously we still have like our parents who are still very Salvador actually you meet Edward's parents, they're as Salvadoran as it could be. Um but uh but then obviously, you know, me and Edward we we have the Salvadoran side that we we're, we're very close connected to. And then obviously we're we're American, so we have like those two things. But like obviously, as you know, I'm sure once you know, like once Edward has more generations and generations of of more ropelesses, um, man, I'm over here
0: trying to push a Spanish on them because these these little dudes only talk uh, English.
1: Yeah, I mean Emma's Emma's pretty headed about speaking Spanish. She knows what you're, she knows what you're saying. <laughs> That's the funny yeah. part. But
0: it's, but just, she knows it's, it's she yeah, funny. exactly
1: what you're saying. She just responds in English. Um, yeah, That's exactly
0: my kids right now. And I'm just like, we're about, we about to talk. We're about to. Vamos a hablar.
1: Vamos a hablar.
0: Vamos a hablar español. Dime palabras en español. Or when they're like, Daddy, could I have some apple juice? And I'm like, ¿Cómo se si es
2: dice en español?
0: Uh, Daddy, quiero Jugo Manzana. And I'm like, oh, That's a first. I was like, I guess.
1: Hey, I was like, I'll let down one so, Yeah, <laughs> I was
0: like, Close enough. I was like, Oh, man.
1: Quero Vingar. <laughs>
0: I'm I guess I'm raising a bunch of little Hector's over here.
1: <laughs> hey, you know I panned out fine, um, but yeah, man. So Edward, Edward enjoyed a wedding. Had to see his uh, 20, 20 plus year old uh, niece. Niece. Also, Getting you got married. Edward. Edward was born an uncle. So I, I
0: no, uh, no, I was not born an uncle, but I think pretty I close. Was
2: four. I was four when I was an uncle. Okay. I was four years old when I was an uncle.
1: And he had to give that so, one away? <laughs>
0: yeah, I was, like, uh, I was like, what? When they told me, I thought he was just a kid, to be honest. They was like, no, he's, he's your sobrino, you know? And I'm like, what? I was like, I didn't even know what that word was. I was like, okay.
1: It's always like the funniest thing, too, because it's like, meet your uncle. And it's this little dude. <laughs> this little dude,
0: and you're just like,
1: what? Here's a 20. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Oh man, bro! But... Let me tell you something. Remember
0: Juanjo? Yeah, that dude. He is he's a, he's a little bit taller than me, but he's like three or four times my size with like with
2: with wise. He's he...
1: playing he's, he's an offensive lineman, isn't he?
2: No, uh, he he was in high school, but he's working uh, construction right now.
0: But he's a big dude, man. He's a big. That dude picked me up and carried me like a baby. And I let him because I, I
1: allowed him to carry me like a baby.
0: I allowed him to carry me because I could have easily done like the scissor headlock or something crazy. But I let him. My kids were there. They watched that. And they were like, wow, daddy, you got carried. I was like, yep. Yep. Don't worry, kids. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I was about to do something crazy.
1: Edward's also very small to begin with. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a buck 60, I'm a buck 68. And that's soaking wet. <laughs>
2: actually
1: right now book sixty eight, but yeah,, but, yeah. But, but all right, man, so this episode we do have some headlines to talk about. We're going to do our full recap of the David Beckham documentary um awesome documentary, really, like I actually think it was a good job that good job on Netflix, way to end my last month of nef as a Netflix subscriber for me. Pretty good show. And thank God I finally finished freaking Love is Blind. That is by far the dumbest show ever. I hate it. I hate it, Edward. (laughs) I'm I'm so mad at Enoch that I had to watch this and support. And he was only in it for like a second. And that's like the worst part of it all. Damn. I was like, he might show up. Who knows? He never showed up. Which I mean, I will say props to him though, because his highlight of, of, of the show, Love is Blind, was asking somebody, which this is the and, and the first part is I know that I, I know because he uses this stupid question. He asked this stupid question in like as our like icebreaker, you know, in college. Fuck, marry, kill, waffles, French toast, or pancakes? <laughs> oh damn! This is the question he asked to someone that he was potentially gonna marry. So I mean I don't know I don't know Edward if you're like fully familiar with the show Love Is Blind. Um, not really
2: I'll so be honest, basically not really.
1: You, you don't see the person's face so you're in these pods and you're talking to a per. you're just talking to the person getting to know them learning about their interests and all that stuff and in order for you to see them face to face you have to propose to them to find mm. out if love truly is blind Um, which I keep saying like if if you're going to do this show really do it right and have like fat people in it Cause then it we really will find out if love. Really oh is- my
0: god! <laughs> so so what you're saying is, okay. Let me. I'm not trying to insult you, but that means, would you try to sign up for it?
1: Hell no! If, at that point, hell no. But why? Why? Dude, you only talk to a person for like I don't know a week, and then you have to decide if I want to marry them.
2: But I'm pretty sure the marriage isn't real.
1: No, actually, like there's like people actually got married. Uh, well, one couple did; the the rest didn't work out. Oh god! But like, oh god! Yeah. Um. So, personally, I wouldn't want to get do. Personally, I like if if the option was to date the person and then like be in a relationship with them. Sure, why not? But like, if if the fact that like the end goal is to get married, I would ha- would definitely not do it. Like. Maybe if if the if the end goal is Excuse to get to me. get us a condo, like they're buying us a condo, I'm like, all right, well, that seems cool. <laughs> but I'd rather do that than get than have a wedding. <laughs> mm. Yeah, let's get the. Can we get, can, instead of spending all that money in a wedding, can I just have a condo? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was it's it was just anyways. But yeah, so uh, this is my last month of Netflix. Um, but yeah, so we're. <laughs> The, uh, do our full recap of the entire documentary to four-episode uh, documentary of David Beckham, announce our players of the week, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend, um, and wrap this show up. And it is a, a 5 aside draft, and the topic is 2,000 trends. Trends from the 2000s. Um, it was something oh, that, I, that I thought about from just some random discussions that I had with some friends over, over the weekend. Um, but Yeah. So with all that being said, we're going to take a break and then we're going right into our overreactions from this past weekend.
0: Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports
1: all right, and we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, at insertnamefc. Also, check us out on TikTok at insert.name.fc. We do – well, I do a lot of blind top tens. Um, I, you know, I'll try to, like, outdo somebody's career with the football career uh, uh,
2: effect uh filter the filter the filter
1: (laughs) oh okay okay um and then obviously we post clips of the of our episodes also on there so make sure you guys follow us on tiktok at insert.name.fc um yeah i'm i'm having a lot of fun with tiktok i think there's a new filter that came out where you you can try to manage a team so i might try to do that next um so so we'll do that for sure but obviously was at a wedding so he didn't really get to watch much soccer so I'm going to be taking over for the overreaction on this one because I just...
2: <sighs> oh, here we go. There, that There's side. rival,
1: there's rivalries in this world that I have. Deep, deep rivalries that I have in this world, Edward.
2: And Edward knows uh-huh. most of them. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: My rivalry with the Chick-fil-A over on Fondren and 59. Um, and that's the one where I'm
0: like, why are you always uh, having rivalry with them, and they never get
2: his
1: shit right? But I haven't been there, so I can't say. It's the principal now. It's just I, I want to make sure they <laughs> get it right finally. They, they, they've been they've been batting they've been batting pretty decently late, uh, recently. So they, they, they've got on my good side. They they got rid of all the idiots. So, which essentially they just fired all the all the kids from Sharpstown. Um, so, fair enough. They're not, they're not, they're not Chick Fil A quality. Um, but yes, yeah, I I do still have my rivalry with that Chick Fil A. Um, my addiction to Jersey bets—that's also a rivalry that I have with myself. Um, mm. But nothing tops
2: the rivalry I have with one Greg Berhalter. Oof. that is true. That is true. He I mean, this
1: thing. I gave him props. I it was a really good call up that he had. It was a really good call-up. I like the players that they called up. I thought it was some interesting names. But we did say he was going to face a real challenge, which was Germany. And, did, man, did they get freaking demolished by Julian Nagelsmann's debut as uh, the new manager for Germany um, as they lost 3-1. to The only goal for the U.S. was a goal from Pescher Pulisic, which was a banger. But then after that, it, it, was, was, it was a
0: beautiful goal. It was a beautiful goal.
1: Yeah, after that, it was just full on depression at that point. Um, Well, the thing
0: is, the thing is, no, the U.S. I think they had like a little little uppity up, you know, like they had a little, uh, like once they scored that goal, they were like, okay, we're on top, we can do this, we can do this, and I think Germany just decided to be like, no, 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 no,
2: you can't, and then just put a stop to it.
1: Yeah, I I think also the fact is is just that um. Look, if you, look, I I understand you don't have Tyler Adams, like you know obviously he's dealing with an injury yet again, um. But you, I think you still need to play the formation to like how how it's going to be played even with with or without Tyler Adams. Like you, I do think that it's it's important to have a a six, especially when you go up against teams like Germany, where you definitely wish you could have had it. It was great to see Gio, uh, Gio Reyna out there, but yeah, um. We need a six, and that hurt us a lot more. I mean, I'm not saying that adding a six would have probably solved the solution to that we would have beat Germany, but yeah, it, it was rough, man. Germany, it, it once again, it's just Brohauser can't beat like the good teams. Yeah, like, yeah. Like we, I, I the, all we said about Uzbekistan, all right, cool. We, you know, we beat these two, these two, you know. No fans, but just not big countries. But we we beat them, and we're supposed to beat them. It, we're not worried about the team. Like Greg Berhalter can beat the teams that that we're supposed to beat. It could be a little bit overwhelming sometimes, but he still does not it. It's the teams that we want to challenge that you know you know we're all cocky and arrogant about this U- this U.S. Uh, these U.S. players, um, and it's the same thing like you know the the, the World Cup. Um, Man, they str- that that was a struggle. Every single game was a struggle, and then we just got outclassed by Holl- by by the Netherlands. Just outclassed, and that oh, is, yeah. same thing that happened, with, and that's the same thing with Germany. We just got outclassed by Germany. Um, so and the U.S. and the U.S. Soccer Federation spent loads of money on a search committee to get us this guy.
2: Mm. So.
1: I don't know what the other options were. I don't know if... I don't know if... Um, God, what's the name of that guy? What's the name of the other guy? The other American. Uh, the one that failed at Leipzig. And then... Oh, uh, uh... Jesse Marsh. People... Oh, I was
0: like... I was like... I don't know why. I was
1: like thinking people. <laughs> uh, J- oh, Jesse no. yeah, Jesse uh, Jesse Marsh. Yeah, Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. Like, Perfect. I don't know if Jesse Marsh would have been the solution, but... I would at least test that boundary before we, you know, test that before we went back to Greg Berhalter. So, um, yeah, I still don't believe in Greg Berhalter. I don't, uh, you know. Unfortunately, that's who we got to ride with till till from here on out, though. Uh, But I just don't believe in the. I I just don't believe in Greg Berhalter when we when when we. I'm I'm really apprehensive now about Ghana. I'm I'm really am, and I mean, by the time this episode drops, I mean, we're probably gonna know the result of the Ghana game. But right now it is so hard to believe in Ghana. I mean God, believe in Ghana. Believe in the that Greg Berhalter can make this team a competitive team by the twenty twenty six FIFA World Cup. Like it's it's I just don't have faith in it right now. So that's my overreaction. Um God I hate you Greg Berhalter. I think I hate <laughs> you more than I hate Tottenham. So congratulations Tottenham you're not the most thing the, the thing I hate the most
2: It is. Well well damn (laughs) wow yeah uh is it me or is there
0: about to be a celebrity boxing match over here where Hector challenges somebody else
1: (laughs) actually I I am going to a free boxing lesson um this week so maybe (laughs) shoot that's what's up yeah so maybe and once you
2: learn you can teach me
1: from my one free boxing lesson. Sure, <laughs> this, why not? <laughs> I'm like I'm like granddad from the boondocks. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Billy Mays.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Billy Mays. I can only do this one.
1: <laughs> why buy the why buy the tape when I can use the infomercial for free?
0: <laughs> man, he was already sweating and stuff just from the infomercial.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. So headlines, man, headlines. So, Wayne Rooney leaves D.C. again. Uh, D.C. United and Wayne Rooney has decided to mutually part ways after literally a season and a half. Um, But, rightfully so. You know, this is now the fourth straight season where D.C. United will not be in the playoffs. Um, So, clearly clearly the the Wayne Rooney effect did not work out. Um, And now they have Christian Penteke, which... That's going to be interesting. Um, but, I mean, I, I think it was, like, also a good reason for Wayne Rooney to leave. Not not saying that he's not a good manager for MLS. I think he could be somewhat competent, competent for MLS. The only thing is that also DC United is looking to bring in a new general manager. And I think sometimes it makes a lot of sense for the general manager being able to bring in their own coach. Like, who they think would be of the best fit to what their vision is for the club. It's kind of similar to what like the you know with the Dynamo when you know when Pat when Pat Onset took over he brought in uh he brought in you know the first guy that he thought was going to work out clearly that that didn't happen um uh Paul Nakamura and then obviously then now we have Ben Olsen now we're actually good so i mean it it makes a lot of sense uh to for for DC United to just part ways with Rooney um and then Rooney can seek other other opportunities, which he did. He did get another opportunity, which was he is now taking over for Birmingham City over in the championship, um, which they just recently fired their manager, John Eustace. Um, also, if you guys don't know, Birmingham City is the team that Tom Brady is a minority owner in. So,
2: that's pretty cool, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, man.
1: So, yeah. So now, Wayne, so and I mean, obviously, Wayne Rooney has a lot of experience, especially in the lower the lower divisions in in England. So he come in, and you know, obviously, Birmingham City is actually in a pretty pretty good spot right now because they're currently in sixth place. Uh, they only have eighteen points right now, which is twelve points behind first place Leicester City. Um, so, I mean, as of right now, Birmingham City is in a in a in a playoff position uh, for promotion. So. Not necessarily a bad situation, just Rooney just doesn't need, just can't, just can't fuck it up. That's really all that he need, doesn't need to, that's all he needs to do is not fuck it up and, and get Birmingham City into the Premier League.
2: Um, I mean, that's a, I think that's a tough cookie to crack, you know, trying to get them into the Premier League. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a one tall order and we know Rooney is not
0: tall, but he is. it is possible for him to do... We've seen him do, uh, like you said, we've seen him do pretty spectacular things with lower division teams. So...
1: Yeah, I I think Wayne Rooney goes into that category of guys who are really good players that... I'll honestly say it. I don't think that he necessarily should be a coach. (laughs) Um, I mean,
0: let's put it this way. Steven Gerrard, you know, he's had his He had his run in uh, with with Rangers. Uh, Frank Lampard he did not do very well with Chelsea uh, when he was an interim. And And
2: but I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah. But that's the thing. I think it's like it just has time and experience. And to be fair, it's like maybe also uh, Rooney could take some of the stuff that he learned here Mm -hmm. at the in the MLS and take it over there you know, overseas.
1: No, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So it'd be it'd be pretty good.
1: No, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that that's i – I'm I'm just saying that sometimes, like, not every player needs to be a manager, and that's that's kind of my point. Uh, I mean, honestly, the jury's still in the air for, for Zinedine Zidane because I don't know if he was really a good of a manager or he just inherited a really good team. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, one of those things. Like, I mean, I know Xavi's a good manager because, you know, what he did in Qatar and then, you know, obviously, you know, doing what he's doing right now in Barcelona with the very little amount of resources that he's given. Um, so I, I can I can definitely say in full confidence that Xavi's a good manager. Um, it's the same thing that we can say about um, Xavi Alonso right now, who I think is rumored to be the next manager of Real Madrid when Ancelotti leaves. But then I'm also hearing that he could be like the next Liverpool manager. So nobody knows what's going on.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the more logical and more believable uh, choice right now would be that Xavi Alonso is going to be the manager of Real Madrid later on, because I don't think Jurgen Klopp is going in uh, anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, especially, especially the way Liverpool has been playing this year. Um, yeah. But, uh, really? but, but yeah, like, but I mean, like, my whole thing is, is like, not every player is going to pan out to be a good coach, um, especially like the world class players. Like, it's like, weirdly enough, I think it's like those like middle of the row type guys that usually end up becoming really good coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, no offense to Pep Guardiola, obviously, had an amazing career at Barcelona, but you know, he's not, he's not the first name you think of about Barcelona players. Um,
0: yeah, like, and, especially like. Like back then,
1: you
0: know. Back then, you don't really think you don't really
1: think a lot of clearly uh, one of the best managers in the world right now. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, you know, some of you probably don't even know played.
2: To be fair, I wasn't
1: even around when he played. Uh, So, but you know, one of the best managers in the world. Um, Gattuso, the definition of a dog, you know, World Cup winner, everything. Terrible manager. (laughs) Yeah, terrible manager. How he has how he finds work is beyond me. Like, I want that kind of that. I like, I want that kind of, of you want, ability.
0: You want that kind of job and security still,
1: and still get work.
0: <laughs> you want that job security? I give got me you. that. I got
2: you.
1: <laughs> give me, give me that. I'll take that instantly. I get fired and get a job immediately. Give me that. Uh, Jose Muno. maybe
2: played at some point <laughs> and now he's. This well, the special
1: one, and depending how you feel, a pretty good manager. Um, just don't keep him for like four plus years. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, Ancelotti, maybe I know I know he was a really good player. I don't know if he was like world class by any definition. Yeah, but you know, obviously one also one of the best managers in the world. Um, so like you know, it's interesting, right? Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm like not necessarily like you have. I mean, I think that's also in like across all pro sports. Like, it's not like those like the best coaches aren't superstar athletes. Like, they were just guys that had a career in the NFL and went to go coach, and now they're good coaches. Um, Do I think Tom Brady could be a great coach? Uh, Probably not. I don't think he wants to either. But clearly, he's on. He owns Birmingham City. (laughs) But, um, but yeah. So that that was just my whole point. But uh, yeah, I mean and Wayne Rooney he's also seems to be that guy that just always finds a job like i'm not entirely sure if he's a good manager or not because like he's 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 gone to like from club to club like also he's done this a lot too and i mean it all starts from derby county uh obviously then goes to dc united and now he's back uh with with birmingham city um but like yeah it's just interesting like i i just i don't know necessarily yet if if he's a really a good manager or not because like Obviously, it didn't pan out at DC United, uh, Derby County. It wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, you know, there was a point where Derby County didn't well didn't even have like enough players for a roster. So, so I mean, you know, Edward, I, I'm sure everyone remembers that. Um, I remember. Yeah. So I'm just like, so like he, he has he's basically been put in like not ideal situations. This right now seems to be a very ideal situation where you're in a team. That's at least in the conversation for promotion. So, I mean, like, this is – maybe we'll find out. Maybe this is where we'll find out if, if if Wayne Rooney is actually a really good manager or not. Because, like I said, I think everywhere else he's just not been in ideal situations.
2: I mean, it's like – okay, Let me let me ask you this.
0: Would you give – and this is actually a sort of realistic question. Sort of non-realistic question. Would you give Rooney a shot to be the
2: Manchester United manager? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so you'd rather leave you Ten Hog on there? Talk,
1: the definition of a not ideal situation is Manchester United.
0: <laughs> Apparently every man. I think Okay, if you were to there. give
1: if you were to give me two contracts right in front of me, one was Chelsea and the other one was Manchester United, I would take Manchester United. <laughs> but But I mean, it's still it's it's still like a rough situation. You you clearly have talent on the field, right? Like you clearly have a talented roster.
2: Yeah.
1: So I mean, that's like maybe the the compelling part is like you do have players. You just got to put them in the right place and then let let magic happen. But also for some reason, there's and also like maybe like change the locks in Harry Maguire's house so he doesn't go. He doesn't get to the stadium. Um, and somehow to remind Onana that he's a good goalkeeper. Uh, but yeah, the thing like, is,
0: I was reading, I was reading this one article about uh Onana and all the all the all the stuff that's surrounding him. It's like they say he's like 27, and his his first season there matches the first season.
1: But yeah, De, De season, has, first season was not. The, it.
0: <laughs> it was not. It was not good. Ideal. But you got to think about it. the was what. 18 19 when he joined up yeah then i mean you got to think about it too he was a starting goalkeeper for atletico madrid at a very young age so it's like he was on a whole different ball game onana has been playing this position for a while so it's kind of hard to compare the two it's really difficult to try to compare onana and yeah and try to put onana on a uh thing like um you know, he's the I, same, he has also, the same track record as De Gea. Also, they're Gea two completely
1: different so goalkeepers because, like, De Gea, the one thing about him was just, dude's just a pure shot stopper. Yep. Like, now, if you want him to do something with, with the ball on his feet, eh, he's not going to do it. But he's I, not going to do it. But, and I think it, that's, like, the thing now, that, like, everyone wants a goalkeeper that that's good with their feet. And, and which is, like, I can see the benefit of it, but then at the same time, I kind of don't care for that benefit because it's, like, my goalkeeper is there to do one thing, one thing only, and that's to stop shots, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the goal of the game is to be the team that scores the few, you know, scores more than the other team. And if you have a goalkeeper that can at least stop some shots, you know, that helps your chances. Um, yeah. But, yeah, because, like, that that whole debate of, of like, shot stopper versus, versus a goalkeeper that's good with their feet, I would try to have the shot stopper. Not saying that I – and, I mean, everyone can tell you, I've been praising Andre Onana. Frank like the yeah. Law is actually a guy that I wanted at at Arsenal, um, but now even you're seeing that now with with Arsenal right now, like uh, Ramsdale is kind of getting pushed to the side because now they're starting David Raya, and, yeah. and I'm not entirely sure if David Raya is a shot stopper. I, I, I'm thinking he's more so better with his feet than Ramsdale is, but like I think one of the reason why I like Ramsdale is because the dude's a dog and and then the other thing is i'm i, I think I, we need to have like a dog counter <laughs> like how many times i've said dog like since <laughs> since ever um but like i also love his like his his shot stopping ability like i think he's actually a really good shot stopper very underrated goalkeeper um in the english premier league right now i'm not saying he's the best yeah. goalkeeper in the, in the english premier league but he's definitely a very underrated goalkeeper um and, but i mean clearly Mikel Arteta sees something in david raya that he thinks is better than uh than Ramsdale, but like yeah like I mean with me though like I still think Andre Onana good like it can, you can have like good goalkeepers that could be shot great shot stoppers but then also be good with their feet um it's just more or less it's either it's it's most likely if you have a good goalkeeper they're probably just really good at shot stopping like Courtois is like a good example of that um like, yeah and he's he's horrible uh, he looks so feet. awkward when he has the ball on his feet.
0: Whenever he did that cut, I mean, it, it looked like he did it right. It's just, I think he pulled that accidentally. Like, he pulled that. He's out also, of his like,
1: ass. super lanky. So, like, he's just, yeah, just because of his height alone is just what makes him awkward. But, like, yeah, like, but he's a shot stopper. Um, that's literally all he does. So, I mean, uh, but I still think Andre Onana is still a good goalkeeper. It's just unfortunate that he has Harry Maguire in, in his back line. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think Wayne Rooney would be a good solution to Manchester United, because like I think the other issue right now for Man U, and I think it's something that you and me have talked about too, is like these players are just not hungry, man. Yeah. Like I mean, you need like you need like some sort of like drill sergeant type of manager to come in, and really like, you know, humble these guys back. Maybe bring back Jose Mourinho. <laughs> 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 No, that that'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, you, you you I think a disciplinarian type of manager would be ideal. Um, maybe it would have been nice to have Ralph Ragnick at that time because I think that's that's kind of what he is—is is a disciplinarian. Um, but obviously, that didn't work out because Ronaldo didn't want to press. Um, so that's all a bunch of whole just a whole debacle. But. Uh, yeah, man, I just I, – there's, like, really nothing else, man, for, for that that situation. But, like I said, for right now, for Wayne Rooney, I, I just – he needs to go to a situation that's, like, doesn't have so many, like, question marks of, like, the the club situation, like Derby County. Like, you know, it's funny, too, because, like, you know, he went to Derby County to be a player, and then yeah. they just, like, bumped him up to manager. <laughs> I remember that. So, like – He's literally been gone. He's gone to situations that haven't that have not been ideal. Like DC United wasn't really an ideal situation. So like, it really was not. So, I mean, we'll see what Wayne Rooney can do with Birmingham City. I mean, literally, it's like they're in a good spot right now. It's still super early in the season. Um it's Crazy to think because we're in October. Actually, I guess it's not really that early. You're, you're near the halfway point of the season. Um, but like, I I think I I think he's going to go into a good situation. As long as he does, it, as long as he is the the manager that we all think that he could be, you know, Birmingham City could be contending for promotion. Not saying they're going to get promoted, but definitely could be contending for promotion.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, he 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 brings a lot of like for one personal experience,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: especially like English Premier League personal experience. And now he also brings like you know championship uh, MLS experience and the managerial side of things. So I feel like he may actually they may be more lenient with him. I think they were lenient with him at Chicago uh Chicago. At DC United. Um so maybe maybe now there'll probably be the same amount of leniency as in when it comes to like wins and uh purchases and stuff like that. It's just you can't you can really do you can't really do too much to be honest with the uh D C United salary cap, I think. Like you can't bring like, basically, let's put it this way. What what Beckham did, what he did, and bring in uh, Leo Messi, Jordi Alba, was Busquets, like, he, he brought those – those are high rollers. Like, you can't just do that, like, with the D.C. United uh, salary cap. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that Rooney is used to actually bringing in young talent, and a lot of young talent are – do derive from – the smaller clubs sometimes like that you see and they get picked up by Chelsea, they get picked up by Man City. Uh they basically get picked up by the major clubs, the big clubs.
2: Yeah. They exactly. See that
0: hey this this kid has potential. You know, this is gonna be a good he's a good player. You know, he's he we he can develop him a lot better in our in our in our academy. So we'll get him. You know, they're cheap. So I think Rooney does he can do it. I think he could do it.
1: No, I agree. Um we'll, we'll see what happens there. Well I mean obviously we we'll, we're gonna mention Birmingham City if they get promoted, so uh we'll 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 yeah. definitely be keeping an eye on that the championship. Um all right, next headline Eden Hazard has officially announced his retirement at the prime age of probably should have checked his age. I think he's like thirty three. Or he might be he might be thirty one.
2: I think he's thirty one dude.
1: He's your age. Is he really my age?
2: I'm sure. Can double check. He's 32. He was born the same year as oh. me.
1: He was born in January, though. Ah,
2: oh, okay.
1: So we so were born... like
0: 11 years apart, 11 months apart. I mean,
1: the math ain't math in there, sorry. buddy. Sorry,
0: <laughs> my my math is not calculating.
1: <laughs> so You guys are like 11 years.
0: <laughs> You guys are eleven years. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I mean.
1: But but yeah. So he's he's a uh, thirty two years old. Um. He honest. I think obviously he wasn't able to find a club. Yeah. Uh, I think he wanted to stay in Europe specifically. Um. But yeah. After leaving Real Madrid, re- really wasn't able to find a club that he would he would prefer to be at. Um. There was interest from MLS teams and he, obviously Saudi Arabia. Uh. You know, you know, offered him a bag, but he just. It just didn't entice him. So, I would imagine that maybe maybe he would have made a move to either bel- back to Belgium or maybe he would have done a move to, you know, if Lil would have reached out to him. Because remember, before he went to Chelsea, he, he did go – he was playing at Lille. Um, yeah. But – or even, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely would have been cheap for Chelsea to bring him back. Um, yeah. I mean, 32 years old. that The, the dude's – the dude – didn't really do anything at Real Madrid, so he's still his legs are probably pretty fresh. Um Damn. I mean I, the unfortunate thing with Eden Hazard when he was at Real Madrid was just um I think he injury with, after injury yeah, after he, injury. He dealt with injuries, which I mean the thing is kind of look, a kind I, of a thing I, that I Hazard learned... was dealing with though. Like I mean, that's not it wasn't something nor it was pretty normal for his career with injuries. Not like not saying that he was like injury prone every every year or something like that, but like injuries always lured with with Eden Hazard. Well let me let
0: me tell you something. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. As a dribbler that he is, I will tell you personally, you do pick up a lot of injuries, a lot of uh fouls and stuff like that. The thing is a lot of his injuries weren't really like from other players. Like it was mostly him. And I learned and I'm 34. And I learned that once you get to your 30s, everything starts to hurt. Now, there's always these programs and stuff that you see on YouTube. You see like, hey, you got to work on your mobility. Even if you're old, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Pretty sure that's one thing that Hazard, I think, I think this may be one of the reasons because for one, we know that he's not a big training kind of guy. Like he's not like Ronaldo getting there the first one to get there and then the last one to leave he's very like relying on talent which uh, we've, we've talked about this before so I feel that he just didn't want to put in that effort to try to just make it in Real Madrid or in any major club whatsoever so I think that's the reason why he's retiring of course you know he's made his money he's made his moves he's been to the world cup he's been to the to the to champions league he's been the dude's done it all you know he's and he he i mean in chelsea the dude was phenomenal like that dude there that, that's the reason why Madrid picked him up because of all the stuff that he did in chelsea all of his achievements in chelsea and i still remember like that video where he just does basically step overs and all those body feints and he just it, he takes the ball with speed and that's one major attribute that he had all the time is that he could run with the ball, with speed. It wasn't like, oh, man, this dude's going to lose the ball right now because it's, he's going too fast. No, he was one of those players where I'm like, man, I'd rather him go fast because, you know, fuck. Like, he if he doesn't go faster, he's going to get dropped. And if he goes fast, he's going to take the ball with speed. Like, a lot of players can't really do that, you know? A lot of players tend to push the ball. Like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo has that where he pushes the ball and he uses his speed to catch up to the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Messi is the one that kept it close. Same thing with Eddie Hazard. But Hazard had that, that I don't know, I, I guess it was like maybe, I felt like Hazard had the ability to change direction and maintain the speed. Messi changes the direction, body faints, and then starts accelerating again. Like So he would be like going, let's say, 10 miles an hour, and then slow down back to two, and then all of a sudden starts going to three, four, five, six, and go up. Hazard, I felt I was like he would do the cut, and then he'd start slow again. It'd be like two. But then from that two, he'd already be at eight as soon as he would take off running. He just had tremendous acceleration when he was playing in Chelsea. The thing is, like I said, he never really took care of himself when it came to injuries. Like I think he just did, he did the bare minimal. And it, it, as long as in recovery as well, I think he just did the bare minimal or whatever like, the, the team of of uh, physiotherapists would do. It'd be like, all right, you're good to go. You're warmed up. Uh, we recommend you doing. No, nah, I'm okay. Like he's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm just gonna rely on my talent. Like that's how he would. Like I think that's that's how he is. And and it it got back to him after all this time. So I think that's also one thing where, um, he that's one of the reasons why I think he's retiring is like, he's just like, I just don't feel like keeping up with it anymore. It could be, like I said, it could be him wanting to be with family. It could be him just plagued with injuries and he's just tired of dealing with all of that. But I do think that a major component or a major reason why he's retiring is because he's like, I don't want to bang on my body anymore than it already is. And I don't want to take care of it either. Like not take care of it, but he's like, I don't want to try to work from zero all the way up again you know
1: yeah i th- i think also the fact that he, he he hadn't commit to a club yet um or yeah. he didn't get that offer was also a, a- also another thing cuz i mean if, you know when you're not when you're not training or you're not you know you're not I, playing I, in a major team and i mean working out versus like training with you know the the club for practice and all that is is two completely different things like there's football fit and there's and then there's you know fit um and th- those are two big differences and um and obviously you know we're it's october season started like in back in early like late august so like that's a that's a big chunk of time of not training with a team not building chemistry with your team um and that does have issues and i think there's also like the fact also that like maybe some clubs were just kind of kind of hesitant on getting um getting uh, Hazard because of unfortunately like his time around Madrid was just not good um you know obviously dealt with injuries he was overweight when he came in when when he came into Real Madrid when he first came to Real Madrid he was overweight um which I mean he wasn't fat but I mean obviously when it comes to soccer standards like, yeah he was overweight but then obviously you know he gets hurt Vinicius Ends up, you know, finally being the player that everyone was hoping he would be for Real Madrid, and then you know lost his spot to to Vinicius,
0: and then then the thing is like to get it back against Vinicius. Uh, Vinicius was basically hungry for goals, hungry for the field, for him to be making those runs where nobody could stop him. Dude, like it, it's hard. Like you can't you can't compete against that. Oh, yeah.
1: So I think at that point that also, I think was a factor why he wasn't getting like the offers that he was hoping to get. Um, but then also, like you said, I mean, you know, at at some point you need to rest your body. And I, I think at this point, his body is like too rested now. Will he come back? Yeah. Probably, pro- probably not, because, I mean, most footballers don't like flirt in and out with retirement like Landon Donovan does. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think he's for sure done. He Look, when you look back at Eden Hazard's career, if you just take away his time at Real Madrid, because I'm sure everyone wants to forget about his time at Real Madrid, including myself, um, he was he was that dude. He was a hundred percent that guy. Uh, when he was in Chelsea, honestly, there was not a player like that was like there was no winger at, that was playing at his level during his time at it Chelsea. Really wasn't. He was he was definitely a class above in the winger. That, there was a reason why Real Madrid was willing to put in the money. And because, I mean, essentially Hazard was going to be the replacement for Ronaldo. Yep. And, and so, you know, that's, that's a pretty big, pretty big statement coming from the club. Like, Hey, this is, this guy is a quicker version of Ronaldo. Let's get him in now. And, and, you know, obviously it didn't pan out. And, and now, like I said, uh, like, just a series of things that led to the, obviously what ended up being his career with Real Madrid being a disappointment was the fact that obviously injuries happened um and then obviously of course the rise of Vinicius Jr um definitely didn't help his case uh and so and that's why Eden Hazard just didn't really play hardly any matches while he was in Real Madrid um but like I said if you if you take away that Real Madrid stint you will look at him and you will say that he's definitely you know, up there as one of the greats, like you're, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, one part of that golden generation of Belgium, you know, no, oh, one, yeah. no one's going to not talk about Belgium's golden generation without mentioning, you know, Eden Hazard Eden and Hazard. Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, uh, yeah, Lukaku, like yeah. So like, so, and and Eden Hazard was literally the fourth, like the leader of that group um, before, you know, obviously, like I said, injuries happened for him. And, and and you know Belgium happened, um, but but I mean aside from that, the guy had an amazing career. I mean, just looking at his career right now, like here's his stats: core in the transfer market, six hundred twenty-two appearances, one hundred sixty-seven goals, one hundred fifty-seven assists. Um, had five league titles and one Champions League. I'm pretty sure everybody would want that kind of career. Yep, especially dealing with the injuries that he had.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, think about it.
0: Uh, you know, El phenomenal—he had to retire, even if he wanted to keep playing. Yeah, because of the, because of the injuries, because it couldn't he, his body couldn't couldn't handle all that anymore.
1: I mean, Ren- Ronaldo—he did some things. The fact that he had to like learn how to kick with his opposite foot and be lethal with that one, and became lethal with it. I mean, the man was just. I don't think there's going to be ever another player that was like, was like fat Ronaldo. So, <laughs> but anything, anything you want to say about Eden Hazard before we wrap this up?
0: Uh, he was a tremendous player in Chelsea, Real Madrid. Um,
1: Yeah, we can just not talk about his time at Real Madrid.
2: I was going to say thank you for not playing hard against Barcelona.
1: He wasn't getting the on
0: there at <laughs> the time that you were there, yeah, so
2: well yeah, no, actually but, you uh, might wanna
1: he... you might wanna be mad at him for that because if it wasn't for him, you know Vinicius wouldn't have been torturing you <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean double edged sword
2: yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: But, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll go into our recap of the David Beckham documentary, oh, which I really don't me. know if that was the name of the documentary. I just ca- I just called it David Beckham. Do- it was probably Beckham. It is Beckham. Okay, so, yeah. But we'll do our recap of, of Beckham. It's on Netflix, by the way. So. On Netflix. Hey, guys, this is Hector from the Insert Name FC podcast here to tell you guys about candidates. It is a great tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD, In a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. It comes in five core flavors. Wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. Candidate CBD is the new evolution in dip. Allowing guys to enjoy great, long-lasting taste without the downsides. If you guys want to go ahead and try them out, use the code BellyUp20 at CandidateCBD.com. Once again, BellyUp20 at CandidateCBD.com. And you'll get yourself 20% off your purchase. Thank you again for Candidate for being a great partner of BellyUp Sports. And we're back. All right. The documentary Beckham, the story of David Beckham, um, done by Netflix. So if you guys have Netflix, go ahead and check it out. It's a really good documentary. Um, I got to say, before we start talking about the documentary itself, Edward, uh, what do you think of David Beckham? Like, when you think about the name Beckham?
2: I think of Beckham. I think uh, when he was in Manchester United, um, he was a key piece in in Alex Ferguson's
0: uh, Man U uh, team, uh, especially because I think they were building the team all around him. And then, of course, I do think of uh, the World Cups where he was captain for England, and, of course, when he was a Galactico. Because I believe he was, like, one of the remaining Galacticos like mm-hmm. after everybody basically left he wasn't last yeah so that was uh that was it i mean that was that was fairly it that's really mostly for what i remember him for um
2: after that i mean it was uh still, oh yeah i
0: still remember that he was gonna get paid 365 million dollars for the one season he was going to be there. So technically he was, he was the first, that was the first time I ever heard of a contract that
2: ludicrous where it was like a million dollars a day, basically. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, (laughs) it wasn't for David Beckham, the designated player rule wouldn't have been a thing. Yep. So thanks Bex. Um, yeah, when I obviously when you think of David Beckham, you think about Manchester United, you think of Real Madrid, you think of England, um, LA Galaxy. Um, but I I think aside from that, man, like <clears throat> this was like the first, at least in my in my opinion, the first time a player was more than just a player because I mean this guy was also modeling. He was, you know, a personality. Like, you know, most of the time athletes they usually just focus on. Being an athlete, right? Like they don't, yeah. Try to do like social events or any of that, or, but unless the, the the teams are making them do it. Um yeah. But David Beckham, like I think, was in my opinion, especially during that time, like understood the business of the what, business side of it of what this game is supposed to be. Like that, it's it, essentially the player. You know, like yeah, the the nothing's bigger than the club and all that stuff, but like you also are an attraction value to the club.
2: And
0: and the thing is, like, uh, he is basically what Cristiano Ronaldo is as well. Like, he was before that.
1: Yeah, like, I, I he think he paved the, the way model. for a lot of players. He like paved now, the way
0: for a lot of people, for a lot of players that were, like, big on modeling for Calvin Klein, for Versace, like, like a lot of different things like that.
1: Not only that, but just advertising. Like, you know. Yeah. You know, like Messi. Now you see him. Now when you think of Messi, He's you Pepsi. think of Pe- Pepsi and Lay's um, and Adidas and Hard Rock Cafe. Maybe we go to Hard Rock Cafe in Miami one day, and we'll try the the Messi sandwich. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like but like I think this is like the first time where you you see an athlete that's trying to make make themselves marketable, um, and and, and you know get those up. Offer, so I think that when I think of David Beckham, I I mean, shoot, there's a movie called Bend It Like Beckham. He's not really in the movie, yeah, he's not literally not in the movie. Make
0: a cameo, he makes like
1: a cameo, he makes a small cameo near the end. Um, I literally watched that movie and I'm like, Where the fuck's Beckham? (laughs) So, but I mean, like, it this was the first time where people knew who David, like, you may not have watched soccer. You may have not watched a sport, but you knew who David Beckham is. Which yeah. is, I think now you can say the same thing for, like, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. Like, you may not watch the game. You might not watch a sport, but you know those names.
2: Yep. So Exactly.
1: So David Beckham, in my opinion, is, like, the first to have done that, of making themselves a marketable uh, I don't want to say product because that just sounds disrespectful. Making their name marketable. So like, just like that. Um, but yeah. So obviously they do the documentary. They had four episodes. Um, like I said, we're not gonna like do like a full recap of every single one, but uh, you know. So just so you guys have a little idea, maybe me and I were throwing like sprinkle in some some thoughts. So I'll give you guys like my like things I took from each episode. Edward will will throw in something additional as well. And uh we'll see we'll see where we go, where we go from there. But it this should not take that long. Uh, but all right, episode one it was called the kick. It is literally Beck's start at Manchester United from being a 15 year old lad to now playing for his dream club with the one of the greatest managers in the world, uh Sir Alex Ferguson, um his adjustment to fame, and of course uh, the the dating of a Spice Girl.
2: Mm, yeah, what was her name? Posh Spice? Yeah, Posh, Posh, spice. Posh Spice.
1: Yeah, aka Victoria Beckham. I don't remember Victoria her last name. Adams. Adams. There we go, Victoria Adams. Um, I I just gotta say the one reason why I also wanted to watch this documentary was because of the scene when like uh of the clip of Victoria Beckham saying that uh that like her that you know her and David come from working class families and then Beckham literally like walks in and says stop no you weren't <laughs> like yeah. d- tell the truth <laughs> and then starts yeah, cause asking cuz his,
0: like, his dad did come from a working class family like, yeah he, like he was if Beckham was class.
1: legitimately working class and then she has to mention that in the 80s her dad drove a Rolls-Royce <laughs> oh yeah He's like, "What car did your dad uh, yeah. drive?" It's not that. It's it's very complicated. He's like, "No, it's not. What car did he drive?" I, <laughs> I just love that he was like gatekeeping, gatekeeping being poor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's "I've like, seen I've like... seen levels of gatekeeping, like of different things. People that gatekeep anime, people that gatekeep being Hispanic. <laughs> I've never seen someone gatekeep being broke." <laughs>
0: I mean hey he 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 came from very humble origins man what you what'd you expect shit he, he, he didn't want to be fucking broke
1: it's like you drove a rolls royce what you mean <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i think it was really cool you know obviously uh to be 15 years old and playing for manchester united and it was crazy to me cuz this dude was wearing number 10
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i was like what the hell that was like the first thing i learned at that moment, was like I. This whole time, I thought David Beckham was just wearing some random number till he was given the number seven after Cantona left.
0: At first, I th- at first I thought he was given number twenty three, and then and he yeah. gave number
1: seven. It, it was it was bizarre, but it was that was an interesting to, thing to learn. But he was
0: number he was number I think he was number twenty three in Real Madrid.
1: Yeah, after that he he wore twenty three. Uh, he he wore twenty three yeah. for Real Madrid, and he wore twenty three for um for the Galaxy. Who,
0: who was him? Who was number 10 in Real Madrid when he was there? Figo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can yeah, he couldn't take it away from Figo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh 10 more ten Figo uh, was 10, Raul was 7. Uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo was wore nine. 11.
2: No, Ronaldo was 9.
1: No, he wore 11.
2: Did he wear 11? You sure? Then mm-hmm. who was number
0: 9?
1: I don't remember, but I know Ronaldo wore 9 I or 11. I
0: could I could have sworn Robinho was number eleven, and then Ronaldo was number
1: nine. Uh, Ronaldo was gone after when before Robinho came in. Because mm. remember, Robinho was wearing the, which is my favorite Real Madrid jersey is the the one with like like the, the Adidas like the the twenty six like the, actually the two thousand six edition uh, was like mm-hmm. you know the two thousand six jerseys um, when they had like the little. Team of the Century kind of patch. Anyway, that's not important. But um, this is not important. But anyways, like uh, yeah, kind of going back to the the whole thing. But yeah, like Manchester United, um, you, it, dude, like learning about like s- the ways of Sir Alex Ferguson, which was that he this dude was a was a disciplinarian. Like he was very strict with the players. Like they ought to be at a certain be a certain fashion. No one could wear any other color boot except for black. <laughs> for training. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Like, oh, Sir Alex yeah. Fergus. And then, like, obviously, he wanted everybody to have, like, normal relationships. <laughs> like, no one to be dating a celebrity. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, So I thought that was interesting. And then, obviously, like, you you remember about the Spice Girls. And I was just like, that was... If you guys don't know what the Spice Girls uh, were, there was just a pop band from back in the 90s. And... um. They had some bangers. They had some pretty good bangers. Um I don't remember all their names. I know Sporty Spice and Posh Spice, but that's basically – and Scary Spice. Did I, did I ever say that? Well, anyways, that doesn't that doesn't matter. It's a it's a very popular uh it's a very popular uh girl group. Um, it was really good. Um, if you want to be a if you want to be my lover, it's a hit. Um, so yeah, and, and I, I think.
0: I, 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 uh, all you girls out there, Hector's act, act asking legitimately if you want to be his lover, and he'll take applications like Bl- Love is Blind, the show he was watching. But go ahead.
1: I I, I still, I I just want to forget about that show. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so the Spice Girls, uh, and and obviously, it, it's just, to me it's always funny that they have like uh, Gary Neville.
0: Oh, bro. G-
1: well, I mean, G- come
0: on, dude. Gary Neville literally grew up with that dude.
1: Yeah, I know. Like Come they're on. like fucking best bros and everything, but it was just yeah. funny though. Like, they, like they were just—he was just talking about it, and you know, it is the funny—the the funny thing, right? When you, everybody's like watching TV, and you know, they're seeing—they're the, watching the Spice Girls for some odd reason, and uh, and and freaking Beckham just like, I like that one. I'm gonna date that one, and it's like, oh, you know, you usually just say it. it's not like it's gonna happen, and then for it to actually happen, <laughs> like, yeah,
0: it's a no. whole Shakira Piqué kind of deal. yeah
1: exactly um but obviously sir alex ferguson didn't like that that they were that he was dating a spice girl but and i think maybe at that point i'm like okay uh, sir sir alex ferguson like you're you're cool and all but like i don't think you could be like that controlling of a player um at least that's my opinion i mean you can tell me how you feel about that one um but yeah that's episode that is my thoughts on episode one is there anything you want to add to to episode one
2: uh no, I mean pretty much everything you said right now and then everything I added on there.
1: Oh, also, I the other thing I want to add, jerseys from back in the day were just bangers. Oh yeah. Dude, man, like I was like, "Fuck, I forgot about that kid. the the Manchester United jersey with like the sharp uh mm-hmm. sponsor." Yep. Yep. I was like, "Dude, and I I forgot how like the baggy look was was the thing."
0: Was the thing, baggy look
1: and tucked in. Yeah, that, that was. I was just like, dang, man!" Like, but yeah, those jerseys. Were, I I love those jerseys from back in the day. I can only imagine those jerseys cost like a thousand dollars now. Uh, so, especially if you're collecting kits. But all right, number two, uh, the episode's called "Seeing Red," and this is essentially the aftermath of the 1998 World Cup, and obviously also David Beckham becoming a parent. Um if you guys don't know the 1998 World Cup uh when they were playing Argentina this is when we found out how big of a dog Diego Simeone is um, Oh yeah. So Diego that... Simeone gets physical with David Beckham uh David Beckham decides to do a cheeky lift up his leg to trying try to trip him and the ref saw it gave him a red card and essentially cost England a chance to continue on in the World Cup. And um I mean, look, like, soccer isn't as pressing here in the U.S., but obviously in England, where everyone keeps hoping that's going to come home at some point, um, it's hard, right? And especially when you're talking about that generation of players, right? You got David Beckham, Gary Neville, um, can't remember the rest of the names, but, like, you know, you had, like, this really good, promising group of of English players you think that this team has what it takes to – go pretty far. If you guys want to know, in 98, uh, France won that World Cup. Uh, but, you know, they felt pretty confident. They fancied their chances to to compete in the World Cup. And obviously, this careless red card that David Beckham did, um, which, you know, obviously, which led to them losing, um, he got hit with a lot of hate from that. And, you know, it isn't like how it is now with, like, social media being a thing. Um, yeah. This is, like, the news like, the tele- news on the television, news on the radio, you know, newspaper articles, uh, people people making uh, dummies uh, with David Beckham's jersey, hanging them. It got pretty bad.
2: It <laughs> got really bad.
1: And so, obviously, it got, dude, like, the fact that David Beckham was getting booed every, like, essentially, what he got was what the Astros got from here on now ever since the cheating scandal happened. Yep. Like that was every stadium that David Beckham was going. Every stadium was going and to even, become a hustle. And
0: even and then even at home
1: when he was playing in Manchester, United yeah, he was getting booed. Even in Manchester night, he was getting booed. And uh and then obviously he became a parent. He the you know Victoria gave birth to their their first son, Brooklyn. I believe it's that's what the name of the kid was, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how it was. It is he still alive? Um, and um uh, and this was like the bizarre thing because like so Beckham didn't want to take a picture wanted anybody to get a picture of the baby there was people like asking for were like prepared to pay like a lot of money for a picture of the baby which I'm like that's kind of creepy Um, I, but I mean at that time you know obviously paparazzis and all that shit but if you were if, like if, if someone were to come up to me like hey man I'll give you a million dollars for a picture of this baby and I'm just like what are you? What are you gonna do with the picture? <laughs> so, like, that just sounds so so sus at that moment. <laughs> I'm like I don't think I want to give you this picture. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, and then like people were threatening to kidnap the baby. I was just like, dang dude. Like
2: oh, I'm sure yeah. I'm
1: sure I'm sure like people. Uh, you know, we live in a world now on social media where you get death threats. But like, yeah, it's just like, I was just like, oh god, that. Imagine if they did have social media at that time. Because, I mean, people were ruthless back then, so I can only imagine how, like, vulgar they would have been. And their English. Yeah. <laughs> English people are some very vulgar people. Very vulgar. Um, but, yeah. Um, so that was kind of all the all the drama that he was dealing with during that time. Is there anything else you want to add to to episode two?
2: uh
0: no not really just um uh, people if you guys are fans no matter in the world wherever you are if you guys are fans of certain players and they do something stupid that makes y'all lose the
2: game or whatever because i've had my moments barcelona i never go after the family it was just
0: like uh kind of like how whenever matt schaub Ended up fucking up that game for the Texans, and then everybody was going around his mansion and his house and shit, talking and like throwing shit and like basically threatening his family. Like, yeah. bro, like, come on, dude. Like,
1: yeah, that it, 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 there's there's a there's a thing that I always found like unique about fans, where it's like yeah. the what's the word that I want to use here? There's a sense of like entitlement, right? Because yeah. you know you. You invest all these hours. You invest all this money. Uh, I hate when a fan says, "I pay your salary." Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're probably right. I mean, partially right, but it's just like that doesn't like mean that you get to like belittle somebody.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, so it's just yeah. I think people sometimes need to remember that this is just a game, and like those people have lives. Those people have families. So yeah, but it was insane what what David Beckham went through, especially during that time. And it went on for quite a while.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was going on for quite a while. Um, But which goes to episode three, which was called Golden Balls. And basically, this is the end of his time in Manchester United, as he has his little rebellion with Sir Alex Ferguson. And, of course, his eventual move to Real Madrid. Um. So kind of near the tail end I guess now David Beckham's kind of Rebelling With the ways of Sir Alex Ferguson For some reason I guess for Sir Alex Ferguson wasn't going to like The idea of Beckham shaving his head This is when we, we, yeah. we, we, we witnessed Shave Beckham Um. Yeah oh yeah and, Which is funny because like As soon as he did it cause like, Once again this, this guy's marketable Everything he does people want to do and so, I mean, there's a lot of things that David Beckham did that everyone started doing, um, and that's when he did when he shaved his head. Then you saw all the kids wanting to go and shave their heads at the barber shops. So oh, like, yeah. there's another they thing what, to
0: put, they had to they had to put rules in the school. Talk about no shaved
1: heads. Yeah, which I mean, I guess skinheads is a thing. So yeah. So I guess that's a fair point. Um, but yeah, so like, but yeah, David Beckham just doing his his rebellion. Um, kind of, I guess, doing the F you to the man to like to Sir Alex Ferguson, which was essentially like a father figure to him. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, and then they bring in this assistant, uh, assistant manager to Manchester United. Honestly, I can't remember the man's name. He does end up managing Real Madrid at one point, but I don't remember his name.
0: But oh, he essentially uh, was Frank, saying that like... Uh,
1: uh, Capella. Capella, bro. No, not Capella. Capella's Italian. Um, oh, that's
0: right. That's right. You're right. You're right.
1: Okay. And Capella didn't. It wasn't an assistant for Manchester United. He was. He, he, he just was a coach for Real Madrid. Yeah. I
2: um.
1: Don't know. I don't remember the guy's name. Honestly, his time at Real Madrid was. Oh, well, I mean, he had the Galacticos. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I just don't. I can't remember his name. People don't remember managers, um, unless he's Jose Mourinho. Um. But that's just for comedy reasons. Uh, but like. So. So this guy is basically, like, doing his analytic shit, and he thinks that David Beckham is actually not a good fit anymore for Manchester United. Which I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> fuck you, too. <laughs> if I was David Beckham, at least. Um, and so they have this one year, This they just have the decision that they're just going to put him up for sale. David Beckham is now up for sale uh, for transfer. And, you know, obviously David Beckham was not thrilled because he wanted – obviously he's been with Manchester United since he was 15 years old. Um, yeah. Didn't want to leave the club. And I guess he wanted to hear from from, uh, from Sir Alex Ferguson. He didn't actually confront him about it. But, um, but yeah. Well, so the Beck- thing
0: is he tried, he, tried, he tried calling him. He tried telling him. He tried asking him. He's like, hey. He's like, let me talk to the boss. Let me talk to the coach. And they were like, he doesn't want to talk to you. He's not. He can't talk to, right now. He made Alex Ferguson basically made his mind up already. They yeah, to let him to let him go basically, like he already made the deal and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and I'm obviously like a while while this happened, they had a Champions League game against Real Madrid, and the Zidane actually like asked them like, "Hey, when are you coming to Real Madrid?" Um.
0: Oh yeah, like when they were on the field and stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. Bro, so, honestly,
0: honestly, me being a Barca fan, and let's say if I'm playing for Manchester United, and this dude tells me, and it's Sudan, and he tells me, when are you coming to Toronto or dead, I would have been like, oh, guffaw, or, or doing the goofy laugh, and I, I would have just been like...
1: Whenever uh, you want.
0: <laughs> I'd be like,
2: whenever you want, and then I'd be like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I would have gone total total fucking geek boy right then and there. Isuzu.
1: Um, yeah, dude,
2: honestly, man.
1: But but yeah, so at, at that moment when when basically Beckham's like, okay, well, fuck me. He's like, I get it. And then so he's just like, all right, well, if you guys are going to send me to anybody, you got to send me to Real Madrid. Yeah. And Real Madrid gave him an offer, and then he became a Galactico. But the the controversy with, uh, with his move to Real Madrid was David Beckham's a winger. Mm-hmm. He plays on the right side, which at that time was Luis Figo. Yep. That was his position. So, and I think it's fair to say that, you know, David Beckham is not Luis Figo. Um, mm-hmm. No offense to Beckham. So Beckham essentially had to take play a deeper role in Real Madrid, which is a position that he was not familiar with. He wasn't comfortable in it, which led to a lot of, like, frustration from Real Madrid and obviously there's pressure, right? Because it's Real Madrid, it's the best club in the world. Um, all our players shit excellence kind of thing. And um, so now people are like, Man, is this guy a bust? Um, uh, but obviously once you give Beckham time, he's gonna do his thing, which he did. Um yep. and yeah, so then but uh you know, meanwhile, Victoria Beckham is like freaking just frustrated as hell because like the Spanish you know, if you think the English media is bad, the Spanish media is just almost as uh- bad.
0: The Spanish media, the Spanish media was apparently basically. Let's, let's put it this way: the Spanish media was basically like a telenovela, like a soap opera. Yeah,
2: like,
1: they're like, making
0: things worse. Like if one thing was going right, it's like, oh wait, but this happened, and then this, and then this, and they then they took
1: everything out of context. What she said.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they basically made this narrative that Victoria hated uh, sp- uh, Spain, which I mean, to be fair, maybe she would have. She would probably rather be in England because she sp- she speaks the language. but but, um but yeah so and then we get to the last episode which is episode four which is what makes David run and this is basically I sum it up as Real Madrid LA Galaxy AC Milan PSG and now (laughs) yeah so obviously uh the thing that I was kind of that I took away from that from like it's obviously near the tail end of his time at, at Real Madrid um David Beckham talks to another club because obviously it, he's not really playing that much for Real Madrid now. Uh, Real Madrid got uh, completely offended that they found that he was talking to another club. So they essentially shunned him. Uh, they yeah. didn't allow him to train with the team. He All he could do was just go go out and run. He was uh, training by himself. By himself, just running. The players of Real Madrid were the ones that told Hey, let's have Beckham train with us.
0: Yeah, even even Roberto Carlos and when Roberto Carlos says it, you know, that's when
2: you're just like
1: Yeah. Damn. Him, Salgado, uh, Guti. Like mm-hmm. so, and then obviously this is like the end like near the end of like Real Madrid. Um uh, and the the rumors came so obviously with like the, the fact that Beckham isn't playing uh Something was something was arising over in the U.S. Uh, some oh, some, yeah. some Americans were like, "Let's go get David Beckham," and I'm sure everybody was laughing when someone presented that idea. But yep. they're like, "Look, man, he's not playing right now. He's probably not happy around Madrid. This could be a great opportunity for him to bring bring him over here and and finally make soccer exciting here in the U.S." And yep. so they they approached David Beckham. David Beckham kind of gave him a fuck you. Which I, I thought that was kind of funny, um, but then obviously, then he took, then he took the offer. So then they had yep. the announcement that he's going to go he, once, once the season's over, he's going to, he's going to the LA Galaxy. Yep. And next thing you know, Beckham starts playing for Real Madrid. Actually helps them do pretty well, and they win La Liga that year. Yeah. funny enough, Barcelona had like a commanding lead that season. Oh yeah. And then they were they, they they basically choked it. Uh they choked it and Real Madrid was able to come back on the final day to win the to win La Liga. Um so gave David Beckham his like story tell, like his like you know, his like st- like fairy tale ending at Real Madrid. And what was funny was like now David Beckham was thinking, "Man, maybe I should stay at Real Madrid." It, yeah. Pulled the most hoest thing I ever heard in my life, which was, "Nah, you're my property." No, no, no. So they pulled that when he went on loan to AC Milan. Oh, that's right. They,
0: so he he was actually up and up for the move after Real Madrid because after Real Madrid, he was like, "Yeah, he's like, I showed them what I can do." But yeah, he's like, it was sad for about the players and everything, and the coach and everything. But
2: he's like, "But I did it."
0: And he moved. He moved to LA. Then, when he moved to
2: LA, he was he was doing good. Everything was great, but his his the coach called him, uh, Glenn Puddle called him,
0: and he was like, "Dude, if you want to play for England, you got to play at an international level, like a club level that's higher." He was like, "Nothing against MLS. He was just higher. Like he's like you got to be in one of those leagues where you are the man." He's like, you can't be the man in a small pond. He's like, you got to be the man in one of the big fucking ponds. And so he was like, all right. So he went on loan to AC Milan.
1: is, he wore is, the 32.
0: He wore the 32, the reverse 23, basically. And then he was doing great. The thing is, he he liked it there. He liked being a part of that team, and he liked the people he like which Italy. I mean,
1: if you want to think about it that team had Ronaldinho had, mm-hmm. c- had Kaká before he went he made his move to Real Madrid. Um mm-hmm. was our Ar- was was Phenomenal playing there now?
2: No no he wasn't.
1: Or it was already gone. Yeah. Robinho uh Bato no, no. was playing there. Bato was there, yeah. Robinho I think was in Man City. Um yeah, it was a pretty loaded team. Very lo- Maldini Maldini was still Maldini, playing Maldini Maldini was there yeah Maldini was there Yeah But I mean
0: you, you got to think about it too this way uh, he actually said he liked the people there and he was and then he when they interviewed him he's like he was looking to get a permanent move there and then that's when LA was like we fucked up and they told him you know what no you're our property you can't do that you still got time with us we spend money on you no you can't do that So then that's when that's when that's when all that started with the whole you're my property deal Yeah, so that's when they were like, uh, they're like, uh, what, you know, like, no. So then he, he, he did play, that
2: was his last World Cup, I think.
0: Yeah, that was the,
2: I forgot, the 2010 uh, World Cup, was it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, 2010 was his last World Cup.
1: Yeah, because yeah. uh, in the LA Galaxy when he played for LA, I think 2011 and 2012 were like the two MLS Cups that they won, that he won. Yeah, and then you yeah. know obviously he leaves the LA Galaxy, and they thought he was going to retire, but he was like, "Nope, going to PSG." <laughs> yeah, he
0: bro with that PSG move, I was like, "What?" I was like, "That is crazy,
1: insane." It's kind of funny like, now that- to think about it, because like you know obviously last. Last episode, we talked about uh, Zlatan's interview, and he ends up now teaming up with Zlatan. Um, Oh, yeah. We're in the 32. Uh, But I think at that point, he realizes, like, I I don't have it anymore.
0: Well, no. The thing is, he said he kept waking up, and he said his bones were hurting. Everything was hurting. His muscles, his back, everything. He started feeling it then. That's when he was like, I got to give it up. As much as he didn't want to, he was like, I got to give it up. Yeah, because he was like he was waking up the next day sore, ice baths weren't doing much. He was he was done. He was done, and sad to say, I I feel the
1: pain. <laughs> yeah, and now he owns a team. Oh, and then
0: yeah, now he owns Inter Miami, and it's so funny because like when they when they told him about his retirement. What? Who was one of them that that said, "Hey, you know, hope you have a good retirement, stuff like that." Like, hope you hope you have a good time, like at Miami, you know, managing this club, having congratulations and stuff. Ironically, one of those players, who was it? Who was it that he said that was like, it wasn't Messi, it was another player, and he was like, "Hey, congratulations!" He was a Real Madrid player. And I think it, I want to say it was oh Roberto Carlos told him uh, congratulations like and he's like ah, he'll be playing with us one day, you know. And then Messi, Messi was like, hey, he's like, um, he's like,
1: congratulations, you know, like. Oh um, no, I'm that playing. was Neymar.
0: Neymar, there you go, Yeah, he was he was he had man. a
1: video of Neymar. He's like he's man, gonna play for man. us someday. Yeah, Sunday. and, he and then there was him. Messi. And then and Messi, Messi was like, he give me say- a call.
0: Yeah, give me a call. And then, of course, sure enough, then they showed then the like Messi presentation.
1: Flash forward to Messi's announcement.
0: Yeah, bro. Like, honestly, that was legit. Like, that was legit badassery. Like, that right there. And then, of course, the, the free kick goal. His first Messi's first free kick goal for Inter Miami. You see David Beckham just celebrating the crap out of it.
1: He yeah, was man. so
0: happy about that.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, great, great, uh, that, that last episode was really cool, but all mm-hmm. right, the entire documentary as a whole, man, what was your, we're going to do three takeaways, so you'll get, you'll get one of your takeaways, I'll do my takeaway, and we'll go all the way till we get to our, our third one.
2: Okay. So. Well, uh, all right.
1: What is your first takeaway from the entire documentary?
2: Well. I mean, truthfully, I think I was telling you this uh,
0: off off the recording, but I was like watching David Beckham and listening to him and seeing how he is. It's like makes me want to be a little bit more organized, you know.
2: He's just Mm -hmm. so, he's very clean and not just in uh, not
0: just in actually like just being clean, but like his mannerism as well. Like you didn't hear, you, I did not hear that man cuss like a big ass cuss. If anything, I heard Victoria Beckham cuss more.
1: Yeah, you're right. So, Freaking, even, the, even, the, uh, even, uh, Gary Neville. Yeah,
0: <laughs> even Gary Neville. And it's like Beckham technically was the one that came from, you know, not, I'm not going to say the hood, but he came from, from the working class.
1: Remember, you know? he was gatekeeping, being broke. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, uh, he he's he's in another level as a person. Like man, he's humble, but it's like he also works hard for his stuff. He
2: worked hard for his for all that he has. So that's something very admirable about him.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, my first takeaway is uh, Victoria Beckham's side of 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 all that was going on was very important to the documentary. Um, I think oh, yeah. a lot of people forget that, like when with especially with these athletes like the families definitely get have to deal do a lot um obviously like schools you know finding a house like all these things like falls onto her and it's like you know it sounds the life of an athlete sounds cool because you're like but there's also the harsh reality of getting transferred or in in american in american sports getting traded becoming a free agent and you don't know where you're going to go. Like, one day you're in Miami. Next thing you know, you're in Cleveland. And so, like, I think it was good that they were able to have, like, Victoria share her struggles and, like, her side of everything.
2: Because it's yeah. like
1: – and you can even see her frustration where she's like, yeah, I'm happy here in America. And then, you know, Dave, Dave is like, we're going to Milan. And she's like, fuck, why? <laughs> like... Like, wait. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> And it boys because she's, like, she's so happy in David, LA no, no, and then no, they no, to this no, guys no. pack your bags we're going to Italy. and she's like motherfucker <laughs> No,
0: and then, and then she's like and then David pulls a David special
1: like yeah. we moving and he's like what
2: she's like what
1: Yeah, so I think I think it it was very important to have uh, Victoria Victoria's side of the sto- of the story as well. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean
2: it, it's a good it's a d good
0: documentary, so I, I actually personally would want to watch it again just just
2: for shits and giggles, man.
1: Alright, what's your what's your second takeaway? Uh
2: second takeaway, uh Capella is a badass manager. <laughs> I like his management style.
1: Yeah, man, when he came to Real Madrid and then obviously did end up eventually becoming the the manager for England um, yeah, he was a, it was definitely, he was really, he was a really good manager for Real Madrid. Um, yeah. and then I, I think after him was Pellegrini. Um, yeah, you know. but yeah, so
0: no, I mean, uh, I, I, I could tell that he was a damn good manager. Like he, he stuck to his guns. Like you could say another Alex Ferguson, which is exactly what David Beckham said that he, he liked the fact that he had order that he had his rules. And that's something that he actually enjoys because he's he's a by the book kind of
1: guy, which kind of makes a lot of sense because of like obviously he grew up with Sir Alex Ferguson style,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: like Ferguson's like this is how it needs he to was, be done. He and was he- literally he
2: was literally 16, so that's all he knew.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's a good one. Um, my second takeaway is it is ridiculous the amount of times people doubted Beckham. Oh yeah, freaking even even Ferguson at one point doubted him. It was just like, and then next you know, he's like, yeah, I think I think he's done. I think let's just send him out. And then goes and goes plays for Real Madrid. Um, uh, maybe not the same level career that he had in Manchester United, but like still you know, still won a, a La Liga title out of it. Um, and got to be part of Los Galacticos. Uh, and, and I mean, it is a bigger brand than. Than uh the Manchester United, but yeah, it's like, you know, it it was just like the 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 continuing of having doubts. I mean, freaking even the people in LA Galaxy had like doubts about his commitment to the team. Freaking wins them two MLS cups out of it. Um, like it it just like the amount of people that just kept doubting David Beckham, and then he just like shows out in the final hour. Yeah. Yeah. So that was
0: especially that especially that whenever he got his redemption. For the England free kick,
1: yeah, 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 definitely the all the doubts that they had about him for England, and he just fought. Dude, I, 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 we didn't talk, we didn't mention it, but like obviously his rematch with uh, Diego Simeone uh,
2: oh, when yeah, he was playing one, for
1: Inter Milan, Inter Milan versus, uh, which I think that's when he, the the that earned the title Golden Balls because like you know obviously he played with big balls on that game,
0: um, yeah. Because Gary Neville said he would have he would have tried to freaking shell him. He was going to try to level him, and he didn't. He kept it. And the the thing is, like, even Simeone said, he had a lot of uh, respect for the fact that he came and asked him for his shirt. Like, they
2: exchanged shirts after yeah. everything that happened. That's so, just, that's mean, just that's respect,
1: that's... man. That's just... Yeah, he he, he has Diego's, Diego Simeone's respect. Well, yep. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm still afraid of him.
0: <laughs> oh, Simeon, Well, you're afraid of him for various reasons, but it's because you know he's got nothing but dogs on his team,
1: and he is the ultimate dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is. And then, ever, what's your, what's your final takeaway?
2: My final takeaway is, if you want your kids to play professional soccer, do what his dad did, make them practice with both feet all the time. Oh, yeah, good point. From they little.
1: Build, build your own, uh, build your own pitch.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, he literally he did that shit in like in his own backyard.
1: Yeah. Like it wasn't
0: anything special.
2: It was just his own backyard.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. And then my last takeaway is even Landon Donovan would tell Landon Donovan, "Fuck you." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Obviously, referring to the whole uh, when Landon Donovan like. Uh, spoke out about that David Beckham is unprofessional. He's not a good teammate. He even put it in his shitty book that no one fucking read. Um, you know, I'm so, surprised
0: you didn't you didn't buy it for shits and giggles.
1: No, nah, I didn't buy it for shits and giggles. I mean, people quoted it too much on ESPN for me, which is the first time people were talking about soccer on ESPN. That was impressive. But yeah, like you know, and obviously, like if you have it, like I think I think Beckham made a very fair point. Like if you have an issue with me, just say it to my face. Like. You know we're teammates. Like we keep it, like keep it in the locker room, right? Like, like that's supposed to be like your sanctuary, in some yeah. sense. Like, like squash whatever beef you have in that locker room. Like you speak out to each other. There's no media around, so like, you know, just, you know, get get it face to face and just handle business and just move on. Um, obviously, Landon Donovan handled it like a bitch, and um, and you know, it is what it is. But it was it was funny though, cause like Landov and then said, "No, I can't, I can't, I, you know, I can't complain." He did say that. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, I think if I was in that same situation, I would, I would look at him in the eye and say, fuck you, too.'" So, yeah. yeah, he's
0: like, he's like, he said, if "That would have been me," and he would have came to me and said the same thing that he said. I would have said, "Hey, fuck you," and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I was sorry. like, "Beckham, Beckham." He's like, he's like, so for him to say that was a big deal for me.
1: Which clearly okay. they squashed the beef, and you know they clearly won MLS cups after that. So I mean, obviously everything's everything's good, but uh, but yeah, it was yeah. I think David Beckham definitely won like a very bizarre career of yeah, just in general. But like also, once again, was probably one of the biggest brands in soccer at one point. Mm-hmm.
2: And just him alone.
1: Just him alone. I mean, like I said, like he was so influential. Like people would have his hairstyle. Oh yeah, like the shaved head, the faux hawk, the 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 weird, the ponytail, the weird ponytail thingy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like people would do whatever Beckham was doing. Uh, it, it was also kind of interesting to see like the evolution of all his tattoos. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what he looked like before the tattoos, right? But yeah, it's a sure. great documentary. Uh, go watch it; it's on Netflix. Uh, Beckham, literally, what it's called. Um, honestly, man, Netflix has do- been doing a really good job with these like documentaries. Um, almost makes me want to think about coming, like renewing my my subscription to Netflix. But I, but I'm not. <laughs> but, but yeah, really good job by uh, Netflix for that one. Yeah, no okay. lie. All right, man. So, players of the week. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an amazing clothing apparel company. Brought to you by the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association, the National Football League, and and so much more. These shirts are not only comfortable, but the designs are amazing. And quoted by Kelsey Coyne of High Low Sports, it has passed the Fat Boy test. So. If you guys want to see it for yourself, man, experience it, go to in the clutch.com. You can look up you can look it up by your city. You can look it up by your favorite player. You can look it up by sport. However you want to do it, you'll you'll find a design that you will like. And then once again, the best part, it goes straight to the players. So if you guys want to take care, check that out, go to in the clutch.com. And when you go to checkout, use the code insert name at checkout and you'll save 10% off your Entire purchase once again. Insert name, and you'll save yourself ten percent off your purchase. All right, Edward. Who's your player of the week? So
0: my player of the week is Gavi from Spain in the that international friendly against Norway. He scored the
2: only goal in the game. But I mean, it's Gavi, you know. That, so that dog. Yeah, you already know. So yeah, I mean, I honestly was expecting
0: Erling Haaland to pull something out, and he almost did. It was just, man. I mean, Spain was pretty well set up; they were they were expecting him basically.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, but uh, Hector, who's your
1: player of the week? My player is Dodi, Luque Bacchio, who scored two goals in Belgium's three-two win against Austria. Nice. So. So congratulations to Gavi and Dodi Lucabacchio for being our players of the week. Once again, thank you so much for In The Clutch for being the presenting partner of players of the week. Um, go ahead and check out In theclutch.com Use the code, insert name to save yourself 10% off. Also, if you guys want to have a say in the votes for the player of the year award, go to Instagram and X. If you go to Instagram, it'll literally be posted on our stories. You can go ahead and vote on who you who's your player of the week from these two players, and of course, if you go on on X or Twitter, you can go onto the post the sub comment right there, just go in and you can go ahead and make your vote. All of them will be tallied together and will give that player an extra vote for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. It is getting very tight in that race now it is now anyone's game to who's going to win the Roosevelt Spencers Player of the Year award. So make sure you guys go ahead and do that so you can be so your voices can be heard. Um but all right man, there's some games going on this weekend. You know, no more no more international break. If you're from El Salvador, you're kinda of relieved about that. Um because they are cheeks right now. Um which I knew that was gonna happen. All right. In other leagues, not the not named the leagues that we normally talk about. We have Galatasaray taking on Besiktas in Turkey. Young Boys taking on FC Zurich in Switzerland. So, uh, if you have BN Sports, you could definitely watch the, the the Turkish league. Um, I don't know anywhere that in America that watches the Swiss that has like the Swiss league available. So, that might be a challenge. But you know, if you have if you can, go for it. Um, it is a big weekend coming up for MLS because it is decision day. This will dictate where everybody's going to be in the playoff picture. Um, so next week, I, we are doing a playoff preview um, to make things easier for Edward. <laughs> Edward will not be doing it. I'm actually going to be recruiting some guys uh, from Goals TV to help me out with that one. So, Edward, you can have a <laughs> sigh of relief knowing that you don't have to cover MLS. <laughs>
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> but I decision can do. Day, all the drama,
2: you want the drama. You just insert and right. Andy Yeah, right I'm mean, be like uh insert Andy's uh voiceover over here
1: I need the drama <laughs> oh, I don't want the drama All right <laughs> Liga MX man uh Leon taking on Toluca and Pumas taking on Monterrey um their season is almost near the end where the playoffs are going to almost we're going to be talking about so some good matches there in League One, we got PSG taking on Strasbourg and Nice taking on Marciel over at League One. In the Bundesliga, we got Wolfsburg taking on Byron Leverkusen and Hoffenheim taking on Eintracht Frankfurt. Dang, are you good? Yeah,
2: I was just uh, sniffles, allergies. Yeah.
1: In the Serie A, we got Sasulo taking on Lazio and AC Milan taking on Juventus. Another jersey bet matchup coming in here. Um, this time it is me versus Edward and Spencer, so so this oh, is gonna yeah. be some big implications on this one, uh, depending on depending on who gets it. This is a a real like six pointer for for somebody on
0: on this one. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll
0: see what's up. We'll see what's up.
1: Uh, in La Liga, we have Sevilla taking on Real Madrid. It'll be Sergio Ramos facing his old club, so I'm not gonna cry in any way. I'm probably gonna cry. Um, and Barcelona taking on Bill Bilbao. Edward gets to watch one of his favorite players in the Liga, probably the namesake of his one of his children, Iker Munay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Technically, he was named for Iker Casillas, but you know, it's okay.
1: Oh, the Ikers. Iker Muñay.
2: Oh, the Iker.
1: Um, in the English Premier League, we got Chelsea taking on Arsenal. I'm. I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy that one, <laughs> or not? I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. I think Chelsea's still bad. Um, and Liverpool taking on Everton. It is the Merseyside derby. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm hyping this up for no reason because let's face it, uh, Everton's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not even. It's very lopsided. It. I don't even. I don't even remember the last time Everton won. Um, Damn.
2: I think it was recent. Might have been recent. When was it? When was the last time Everton beat Liverpool? Let's see. Last time Everton beat Liverpool. Yeah. I hate I have fat fingers and I can't freaking use this freaking keyboard. <laughs> Last time Everton beat
1: Liverpool. Oh, it was last it was literally the, uh in February. Oh wait, no, that Liverpool won that game. What the hell? I, I said when was the last time
2: Everton beat Liverpool? Okay, I guess I guess they don't have the the history. Oh there you go. Wikipedia, because that they don't lie. Um help help me out here.
1: <laughs> okay, the I mean, last I... last time they won it was twenty twenty one. February of twenty twenty one. But
2: Charleston still played for Everton. Oh geez. And it was in Anfield. So yep. The last positive result
1: for Everton was a nil-nil draw back in
2: 2022.
1: <laughs> so so there you go. Can Everton do it? Probably not. Probably not.
2: <laughs> I like how you're like, can Everton do it? It's like, eh, maybe not, maybe
1: not. Yeah. But anyways, so these are just a few matches that I think you guys should go watch. Obviously, there's a lot of great soccer to be watching, but this is a good beginner's guide if you guys are trying to figure out what matches you want to watch uh, for this great weekend of soccer. So we're going to go ahead and take one more break, and then we're going to do our 5 aside draft of trends from the 2000s. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out the website, www.bellyupsports.com to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. All right. Five of a side draft trends from the two thousands, and we're going specifically towards the year two thousand to two thousand and nine. Um, so a lot of trends that happened there, Edward. Um obviously when we're when we're saying trends like fad, like fads. Fads.
2: Yeah, like like uh, Think, things that were, were trending.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um I did I did win last draft. So, thank you to Bob Saget. I think it was actually the Backstreet Boys that helped me win that one. Um but so I'm going first and then obviously then Ever goes, it's snake order draft, so Ever then had you know obviously then goes goes twice and then I go twice and then blah blah blah. We get the point, right? Yep. Um but all right. So, let me just get the, some something situated here and then we'll we'll get started with this with this draft. Um, if my computer wants to work with me here,
2: all right. So, my first pick
1: in this uh, draft it, and I'm gonna go with. All right, Edward, er, er, do you want me to be specific with the item, or do, or I can be broad with it? You can be broad with it. Okay. Uh, vans
2: shoes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh. You got me a good one. All right, Everett, what's your pick? So I'm i I'm i I'm a copy off of you. Uh, but the Nike Capri. Ooh, I know the you remember N- those. Cause I used to have those. I used to play soccer
1: with those.
0: Yeah. Those are, t- those are technically, technically the Nike slides. Like, like the, like basically the,
1: the competitor to the, uh, the, to the vans, to the vans, yeah,
0: yeah. But except they were Nike and they were really comfortable. I I played soccer with those every fucking day. or when I could, whenever I would take them to school. Shit, the color scheme sucked ass. But uh, the the because at at that point they didn't really have the solid colors. They literally had like the fucking weird, colorful colors and
2: shit. But
0: yeah. I fucking wore the shit out of them. I fucking colored on them and shit. I didn't give a damn. I was just like fuck it, dude. I was like I I just. I love the way they felt. Like it was just something quick to slip on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and at the time they were cheaper than vans.
1: That's true. That is so. very true. All right, what's
2: your what's your second pick, Edward? All right, so my second pick. And I know you remember this—the spray painted T-shirts. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, the
0: spray painted T-shirts—the ones you go to the mall. You had like Bugs Bunny, you had like Lola Bunny, you had hearts. The, if you had
1: the custom, if quesan- you had your, custom yeah, you had,
0: ones. yeah, the custom kitchen, the ones, if you had somebody and you wanted to show that you were a couple, you'd go to the mall, have them spray it, or have somebody do it for you, whoever knew how to do it. You know, it, it, it was, a uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool.
1: All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm a I'm a I'm gonna go with a cousin of the spray painted T-shirts, and I'm gonna go with glamour shots. Oh
0: God! Oh, I remember those—the little pictures.
1: This little is like one of know. the things that, like, you knew you were friends with a lot of people when you had a binder. And like, I, I will honestly tell you, I would just put them in my fucking binder. Not that I'm I really cared to like flash off all the pictures that I had. I just you know, they gave it to me like, oh, okay. And I just, you know, did that little, that little plastic covering that's like between the binder.
2: Right. So I, know. So I would just, I, know what
1: you mean. I would just slide it in there and then just keep going. Like, it's not like I was like, look at all these pictures of, of girls and these really edited the fuck out photos. Um wasn't really
0: edited. It was just the background. Yeah, it was just like, the background. And then
1: the lighting. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, like Kind of similar to the spray painted shirt, like if you're in a relationship, you you you, you did one you of would these. you would take you would
0: take you would take you know if you needed it because at that point if you, you told your girl no nah, I'm not doing that or oh, you already
1: know you were out you were
0: out
2: the door.
1: Yeah, so what a time. <sighs> what a time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and then my third pick, I'm gonna go with the rubber bands bracelets well obviously like the live strong,
2: and... oh, I remember those. I used to have those,
0: not not the live strong, but I had the Nike ones, yeah, you remember those and
1: yeah. like um, there was like a a thing that like people used to say that like each each brace like each color of the bracelet like meant you did a certain uh sexual oh
0: when it can when it came to girls
2: yeah,
1: yeah, like it was. It was probably like the dumbest thing that we 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 used to say that we, when we were younger, um, but but yeah, but outside of that, it, it was something that I I feel like everybody had on at some point. Yeah. Also, because like that was also like a marketing ploy too, right? Like some companies like would come in and give you that thing. You probably I probably did, I would honestly tell you I don't care anything about uh, Amex credit cards, but I had their rubber band bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah.
2: yeah. Alright Edward, what's your what's your third pick? So my third pick is and I know this is probably gonna be but uh the from the two thousands, damn. Okay. When you would burn CDs
0: and then you just write the songs in the front of the C D making it look sort of professional.
1: So like a mixed C D?
0: Like a mix CD, I guess
1: you could say. Yeah. Okay. It's Is that
2: what you want to no call it? Or are, you, are you? You want to say mix know. CD? I don't. I don't know what you
1: call it. I just know used use LimeWire. Yeah, I, I mean, I can say mix CD. All
2: right. That sounds fair. All right. All right. What's your What's your fourth pick? All right, my fourth pick. It's getting a little bit harder and harder. Oh, okay. My fourth pick is basically the the fast
0: and the furious trend that was going on where everybody wanted the imports
2: and then like neon lights and customized sound systems.
1: So fast and furious car customizations?
2: Yeah. Even though some people couldn't afford them. All right. to uh,
1: the image will be the uh, the 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 skyline from from two Fast and Furious for that yeah, one pretty
0: much because at first it was the eclipse everybody wanted the eclipse and the Miata
2: the the the, the Mazda that uh, Toretto had yeah not the Miata but the RX seven but yeah all
1: right my fourth pick oh yeah this thing. Now things are getting getting dicey here, but I am gonna go with
2: the Motorola razor. Oh damn.
1: That was like the phone. Um yeah. and then obviously I think uh the Blackberry then took over. Um but the Motorola Razor was like the like the iPhone of phones at that point at that time. But yeah. So yeah. That, I think that was a, that that was a really. And I had that phone too. Um and
2: yeah. then my last pick Where where do I go with this one?
1: Trends from the 2000s. I'm I'm going to ha- I think I might have to go with it and it was the LED belt buckles.
2: <laughs> oh god. Don't fucking don't. Uh, really?
1: I mean, it it was from our time period, man. As stupid as it was, but I know there was a lot of people that would like when they see that, like, oh my god.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I might have uh, lost the draft, maybe, but was we'll it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your last pick? Hmm my last pick mm, from the 2000s okay okay here we go which the thing is I know for a fact
0: this could have been even in the 90s but I remember them from the 2000s whenever you would go to either the 99 cent store the washateria
2: or um, like any store basically had these whenever and they were like 50 cents the stickers either the homie
0: stickers or the mexican Aztec stickers or the pokemon card stickers like basically oh. all those you know what i'm talking about like the so little vending machines qu- that you would quarter, play, like,
1: quarter machine quarter machine uh stickers like
2: yeah like those yeah even in high school bro those were the shit even in high school those were the shit yeah. Okay. I don't see I
0: don't see those anymore. I don't see those anymore. And they used to be like the shit. People would have them in their binders. Some of them would peel them, some of them wouldn't.
2: Some yeah. Them I would remember collect that.
0: them. I know people had them collect them like the homies. They collected those. Um the ones with like the Mexican the the, the Aztecs and the Mayans and stuff like that, like you know, depicting like the Mexicans. Sometimes some of them had skulls, some of them had like hell, they had the Yu Gi they had Narzo's. they had um, Pokemon, all of those. But yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a good, that was a good one. All right. Any honorable mentions? I I, I can't believe we forgot about Hot Topic. Um,
2: it still exists. So,
1: I mean. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really count. Um, pop Collars. Man. That was the dumbest still, thing ever. But
0: <laughs> believe it or not, I still know a guy that does that at work. He uh, versus Polo.
1: Puka shell, the, the Puka, the Puka shell necklaces. Yeah, trust me. I guess Abercrombie and Fitch just in and gen- Aeropostale.
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that's horrible. You think you remember any, any any anything
2: else you want to throw out there? No, really.
1: It's All been right. a while. All right. Yeah, so there's a drafts. We'll we'll put we'll post it out there on 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 Instagram and Twitter so you guys can vote on uh, who won this draft. Um, I think it's anybody's draft to be honest, <laughs> but I think Edward's, Edward ever seems pretty confident that he's gonna win this one.
2: <laughs> but all why, right, because no, why? Because I because I because I asked, asked her uh, did the see did the thing for no what you call it the stickers I think the stickers are going to win it for me
1: No but obviously cuz you 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 didn't really like my pick of the LED belt buckle so...
2: No that's horrible
1: Yeah but it was it was during our time But yeah we'll we'll see who wins the draft I am I'm just I'm just happy I finally won a draft But Yeah I win the draft but then Edward gets a like from Nick Swisher <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, bro. First, so who first won, who, a...
1: who really won? Uh, I I think I went on that one. <laughs> first, uh, first it was Christina Million and yeah. now and now it's Nick Swisher. <laughs> like, Airwish is on a roll. What? What's next? Nike's gonna like this. <laughs> All right,
0: Nike's gonna be like, Hey, he said the Nike, the Nike capris We're bringing Fast them Fur- back. They're gonna, Fast and Furious gonna, likes this. Like, freaking Vin Diesel's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a ticket to go watch the last movie.
1: God, I mean, everyone's gonna be like, Are we sure this is the last one? No, I'll be
0: like, All right, cool. And then I'll be like, Can I take Hector with me?
1: He's family.
0: There you go. That'll win them over,
1: family. <laughs> all right. Well, Thanks we want to family. thank the Belly Up Podcast Network, man. Check out their website, Belly Up Sports. Lots of great articles are being written over there. So go ahead and check their, them out.
2: Hmm? Their family,
1: their family as well. Um, right, follow them on Instagram at X at Belly Up Media and at, at Belly Up Sports. Also, shout out to Goals TV, man. If you guys are watching us through Goals TV, I fucking love you. Um it is awesome this is essentially the hulu of soccer content it is everything in just one stop I'm, I don't know where I'm fucking going with this it's a one stop shop of all things soccer content and right now it's totally free to to create an account and you can just watch anything you want you can watch original Gold tv content like wake up mls uh gangs of the round table you can watch if you're an Atlanta United fan they got an Atlanta United uh, YouTube YouTube podcast that's there. You like FIFA content? There's guys that are dropping FIFA content. They're nonstop. Are you into sports cards? They got some there for you too. So go ahead and check it out. It's literally everything all in once for you. Just one place where you can just literally type whatever the hell you want, and it's there for you. I guarantee you. Go ahead and check out Goals TV. Um, go, go to Goals.tv. Also follow them on Instagram at Goals golz.tv goals.tv and on the x at golz underscore tv goals underscore tv on the x formerly known as twitter and of course we can't we can't do our episodes without this person and that is of course roosevelt spencer the namesake of the roosevelt spencer's player of the year award um it's it's getting we're it's dwindling down edward it's dwindling down. We're almost near the end of the year where we get to announce the winner of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. So we love him so much. We named the award after Roosevelt Spencer. Um, he's he's amazing. He's a great guy. If you guys love the beats, the intros, and the outros of this show, if you've heard us do our singing bets and you're like, man, these guys sound halfway decent, that is all Spencer. So yeah, if you guys need some beats. Yeah. If you if you guys love the beats, well hit up Spencer on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. He will take great care of you like he always takes great care of us. So once again, thank you to Spencer. We can never show enough gratitude to him. But with all that being said, man, thank you so much for catching episode one forty eight. Catch us next week for episode one forty nine where we'll be previewing the MLS Cup playoffs with some special guests. So Thank you so much for listening. Catch us next week.
2: Take care, guys.